welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me as always is my co-host Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Doing a little better after last week's uh, debacle? No, uh, Bristol Rovers are beating Peterborough 2-1 as we speak, so still thoroughly in a rut. I mean, Andros Townsend is still adamantly dragging us out of the mire, so that's good. Nice little 2-0 against Tottenham. Big result. We'll get into all that during the the match analysis of the FA Cup matches and the Cup matches recently, but Andros Townsend really is like player of the year for you guys, right? Kind of by default. It's Aaron Wambasaka by the country mile, but um, yeah, Andros Townsend is kind of come to the fore with, with uh, providing assists and goals, and especially in big games. So, no, he's having a good year. It's, it's about time. Yeah, and Wan-Bissaka won't be around for too much longer because he's going to get snapped up by somebody, probably in the summer. Don't fall in love too deeply with that one because... Nah. <laughs> Don't do it, Oscar. Don't push me. I'm already <laughs> on the edge. Don't you take him. I know. <laughs> Uh, I'm just salty after last week. You guys were ripping into me a whole lot. That was a rough week. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I don't, didn't realize how bad it was until I listened back. And then I was like, oh, dear. Yeah, he's not going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how good it was until I listened back. Yeah, for sure. Usually it's Ian catching all the shit from the two of us, Chuck. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Now I know what it's like. You know, you turn 30 and everybody just starts making fun of you. It's bad times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ian's been dealing with that for a long time that's yeah right. <laughs> do you even remember turning 30 Ian or is that too long ago oh now? come on come on <laughs> there it is Jesus All right. Christ. well if you are joining us for the first time welcome this is We're what we do <laughs> this is what we do we like each other we make fun of each other as a way of expressing that um, yeah we uh, here's how it goes we talk a little bit of news stories we go through some deeper dives on a couple of matches or whatever the topic of the week is. This week we're going to look at the recent cup matches and a bit of the January transfer window. Um, do some listener questions, preview next week's matches or the next round of matches, and call it a day. So let's go ahead and get started, gentlemen, with rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Top story this evening, Notts County FC owner tweets inappropriate <laughs> photo hours after announcing that the club was going to be put for sale. He sent the whole internet a dick pic. This is what we're starting Top with. story. <laughs> Top. I yeah. mean, that's right in our wheelhouse, right? Yeah, if you've never listened before, you're kind of, this is very much on brand. <laughs> yep. Alan Hardy, which I wonder if he was sporting a Hardy. Hell, <laughs> Hardy or softy, who knows? Flying the flag at half-mast, as they say. Man of his age should know better. Although, you know, it's the technology thing. Saying, uh, oh, it was accidentally uh, in my camera roll. Like, come on, why is a 54-year-old man even taking dick pics in the first place? Never <laughs> no. mind sending them. It's so unseen, isn't <laughs> it? Oh, it's like a angry slug in a thicket. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so did you see the picture, Chuck? Is that how you're no, speaking from experience? No. Or? Um, no, to be honest, I'm quite glad. Oldest club in the league and uh, yeah. the owner's doing that. Lovely. All right, well, keep it moving right along. Yeah, please. The, uh, the fifth round of the FA Alan Cup. Alan Hardon. 
<laughs> Just wanted to get that joke in there. I missed that one. Carry on. Yeah. All right. Well, next story. The FA Cup fifth round draw has taken place. The big match there is my own beloved Chelsea drawing Man United, a rematch of the final from last year. Um, oh, also... yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, League Man City drew League Two side Newport County. So Come on, County. Well, they're still waiting for a replay, aren't they, with uh, Middlesbrough? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, they got a last-minute equaliser, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, one other really notable kind of fixture for in terms of relating to this podcast, Doncaster Rovers versus Crystal Palace. I was going to say, not really a notable fixture. <laughs> Just for this podcast. Any, Just for us, yeah. any way other than, <laughs> yes. Well, Chuck, how are you feeling about that? Uh, it's the classic banana skin. Big team goes away to lower league team. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't trust it. Is it weird that I felt more comfortable playing against Tottenham? Does it say everything about my fragile oh, it mindset? Says everything about your fanhood. <laughs> yeah, that's Chuck all over. Yeah, dum, dum, Chuck all over. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. This is great banter. It really is. <laughs> really is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it, I fancy our chances if we go well, because you know you look at the number of um, Premier League sides that could be out already. You know, I think you can get to this round of there only being five, um, five left in. The the competition is wide open, which is great. It's great to see because that's you know the point of the cup. I think too often in the last few years it's been dominated once you get to the the quarterfinal stage where it's been like six or seven out of eight of the teams have been Premier League. So hopefully we'll, we'll see a bit of a reduction in that. And you never know, like a, an obscure final that turns into an absolute drubbing. In that, it'll just be whoever plays Man City will get drubbed. <laughs> I, I think we could do them in a cup match. We beat them our last match against them. Just saying. Just Yeah, so up. did we. It's not saying much, but... Ooh, Palace City in the final. I would love that. No, no, thank you. Would you get tickets? Would you try to go? Uh, Yeah. I'd try and go. I missed out the last time. Just I went to the semi-final, but my dad got to go to the final in 2015, 14, whenever it was. Uh, the year of the Pardew dance uh, against Pan <laughs> United. Yeah, and the Jailings dance too, right? Yeah, the year that my <laughs> hatred for that prick uh, escalated. Did you see his dance moves on Friday? Nope. At the Emirates? Oh, he looked don't real care. good. He- he did a Michael Jackson moonwalk celebration. It was pretty good. Yeah, the groundskeeper would be fucking livid. <laughs> I love that you any stick to beat him with. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Disgusting. Disrespectful <laughs> behaviour. Hate uh, it. And afterwards, he uh, he tagged the Emirates as a dance club or something, right? Did you guys see that on... I think he called it a dance floor. The dance yeah. floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hurts me. Top lad. Well, but he was on um, he was on Soccer AM on Saturday, and uh, they play a game there where like the footballer on there can score a penalty or whatever to win them some money if they go double or nothing. And they were like two hundred and fifty quid double or nothing on whether he could score a penalty, and uh, the penalty was saved. So he ended up giving them six hundred quid and uh, out of his own <laughs> pocket. So he's a lovely bloke, Chuck. He, he's, yeah. a, he's a lovely bloke. I mean, I yeah. think he then put it on Instagram. Oh, Which, yeah, yeah. But, you know, still. Trying to buy friends. That's what I take from that. <laughs> hey, everybody needs friends, Chuck. Everybody needs friends. However you can make them. <laughs> We're living proof that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone is as charming as you find, gentlemen. Uh, next story. 
Tottenham forward Hingmin Sun will return from the Asian Cup earlier than anticipated after his South Korea team were surprisingly knocked out by Qatar in the quarterfinals. Surprisingly knocked out by Qatar. Nothing surprises <laughs> me anymore. I don't think potentially, you know, 2022 World Cup, everyone thinking they're undeserving. I mean, Blatter's still around, didn't Call he? Calling bullshit on this result. I think I'm calling bullshit on this result. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that these players, I'm worried whether, you know, the no military service thing is going to get rescinded. <laughs> it's gone to their heads. Exactly. They got delirious. They, they just, they got, they, you know, Sun tries to come back home and just gets stopped and, and away he's gone. That's it. You can't get knocked out to Qatar in anything. <laughs> Qatar, has anyone ever seen Qatar do anything in any football? Hence why the absolute no. outrage and shock and surprise, well, not really surprise, because, you know, it's all about money laundering, um, that there's a Qatar <laughs> World Cup happening. Allegedly. Which is gonna, allegedly. Which is, there's no allegedly about it. It's all bollocks. <laughs> like, why, why? In the winter, no one knows it's going to No, bullshit. They bought it. It's all a fix. But seriously, guys, enjoy the World Cup and uh, please invite us over to stay with you. Yeah, I want to see logistically how it's possible, how it's going to work, whether or not it's just an illusion. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad for everybody. Um, how happy is Hingmin Sun that it, he lost this match as opposed to the last time he played for Korea? Would South Korea, because that would mean South Korea didn't have a team. If they all got sent to the military? Well, yeah, because like, it's over under a certain age, right? Like There must have been more people than him that dodged military service in that. Surely. This seems like the kind of thing we probably should have researched for this. Oh, what you're saying, if they lost, sorry, if they lost that match. But if they'd have lost the previous one in the in the Asia Games, not in the Asia Cup. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, but I don't think I don't think it literally was. There was a bus waiting outside the stadium to take them all to the army. Maybe there was <laughs> a helicopter or something straight to, straight to the front line. <laughs> yeah, just put on this uniform. Here you go. Just parachuting yeah. in. Yeah, oh, sorry about the game. Seriously, though, boot up. Yeah, yeah. Straight into the DMZ. See you later, bud. Bye. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Do we think uh, Tottenham had a helicopter waiting after this match to get them back as quick as possible? Because they've been running Lorente out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Tottenham have the money. Yeah, they can't even get a stadium finished, so. They can't even buy cheese. Well, the cheese room's fully stopped and ready to go. It's just there's no oh, seats in the be. stadium. Well, it's got to have gone bad by now, right? Like, it's... You can't just leave cheese for that long. It's cheese. There will be there will be humidity and room temperature controls in there. It'll be like a like a cigar room. It'll be like a humidor. Just controls it nicely. It's cheese. It'll be fine. I'm a little worried about you, Chuck. It sounds like you're just eating old food. <laughs> uh, next story. If Pep wins at Newcastle today, he beats Mourinho for the first for the most wins in 100 Premier League matches. Yeah. Who do you got in a fight? Who do I got in a fight? Um, I think it'd be kind of even. I don't yeah. know. I can see them both being sneaky bastards. Absolutely. Pep seems like he'd be a dirty fighter. Like, Josie is just out in the open, right? Everyone knows what he is, but Pep is yeah, like a... Yeah, know he'd be a dirty fighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'd gouge your <laughs> eyes out as soon as you get the yeah. chance. Yeah. <laughs> but Pep seems like that kid that, like kicks their sibling and then turns around and when the parent turns around they're like oh i don't know what happened i didn't know i wasn't there <laughs> like you know those sneaky kids who pretend that they're really good when the teacher's watching or when the parents are watching and then 
the moment they're left alone, they're just like setting things on fire and yeah, those sons of bitches getting into all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> That's pep to me. Yeah, I can see that, but you know, anytime he can knock out another Jose Mourinho record is all right by me. Well, even if he wins, he's got less points than him. Or I oh, think they'd be off. even on points. He's got the best win percentage. Doesn't matter. Wins is wins. Yeah, but if you win one more, but you have three more losses, that's, you know, or two extra losses. I don't know. Mm. I think I, I would take Mourinho over Pep. That's because you're an idiot. No, no, no. In their primes, not today, obviously not today, but in their prime to coach my team for one season, I would take Mourinho. <laughs> that's very important. Yes, one season. Sure. That's yeah. very important. You sure you wouldn't want two seasons? <laughs> yeah, all right, two seasons then. Fine. Yeah. I mean Guardiola <laughs> won in his second season, but you know. Um what about you guys? You get one of the two in their prime. I, I think it's fairly obvious what my choice would be. Mourinho. No, no, it's not. No, it's not Mourinho. Never Mourinho. Never Mourinho. I hate Mourinho. He needs to go. Just gone forever. There's yeah. There's a very good reason why the only time we've heard of him was on bloody Qatar TV. No one wants him That's, around. I anymore. think that airs in America. Done. For the record, no. I'm sure BN is an American channel owned by Qatar. No, TV again, I'm not looking into it. Not researching at all. <laughs> not Qatar TV. That's the only reason why Keys and Gray have got a job on that convention of. And the sooner we just eradicate all of the imagery and the knowledge of Jose Mourinho from the pantheon of football and the Premier League, we'll, we'll just all be better off. I wonder in the lower leagues who would be better. I mean, Mourinho, clearly. You, you think in the lower leagues, yeah. I think yeah. you might be right there, yeah. I don't no think, way. 100%, Chuck, are you out of your mind? Yeah, because all the players in the lower leagues will just get drunk and twat him. Because <laughs> any time he comes out and goes, this guy is shit. <laughs> like, he's not going to have that. Do you think Clive at Macclesfield is going to be like, oh, that'll be fine, Jose? No, he's going to just fucking <laughs> well, lamp him. Yeah, but the star, the star quality. I mean, if we're talking Jose being Jose, I mean, yeah, if there was some League One equivalent of Jose from Macclesfield, then I'd agree with you. I don't know what that would sound like. Do you want to have a go? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Macclesfield. I don't know. I tried it a minute ago. It's just generic Northern. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yorkshire. Um, but like. I mean, you'd have no problem, I don't think, with like lower league players' egos because they'd just all be they'd all be in awe of him, and that'd probably suit him down to the ground. Plus, he knows how to like tell him to go kick someone. That he can organize a defense. Like, I think his play is much more suited to the lower leagues. He couldn't organize a defense with decent players. Chuck, we're not talking Mourinho now, man. We're talking about Mourinho in his prime. They conceded the fewest goals of any team ever. Nah, I, think it I was don't like believe twelve you. goals the entire <laughs> season, something like that. Nah. I'd take him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> Pep, also, in the lower leagues, Pep doesn't know what the hell to do with not elite talent. Like, he's only That's ever true. coached the best players in the world at Barcelona, then the best team in the world at Munich, and now the, one of the best teams in City. City's the only time that he didn't walk into already established best team. Like, mm. can only manage what's in front of you, mate. Sure, and he's done a good job with those players, but I don't think he'd have any idea what to do with. Easy. You know, one lower level talent than that. Take the ball, pass the ball. Take the ball, pass the ball. That's it. Take the ball, pass the ball. Take the ball, pass the ball. I really want to see that film. You know, the the Barcelona um, documentary they've made. It's just called Take the Ball, Pass the Ball, I think, or something. And it's an interview through the whole of, like, 
the revolution of, of Barcelona in, in like the modern era. Yeah, I never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, I never heard that either. Oh, really? Oh, it's definitely worth looking up. I'm not sure if it got released now. I think the guys from On the Continent, uh, probably by the time this has come out, it will be long gone. But I think on the, th- yeah, it's Thursday the 31st. They were doing uh, a live episode of their pod, a live recording and Q&A, and um, were then showing the film as well. Okay. Uh, so This is like recent then? Oh yeah, very recent. It's either just come out or just about to come out. Oh, Mitrovic has just scored. Ooh. Mitro? Yeah, Mitro's just equalised for Fulham. God damn it. I forgot to check lineups and set my fan tracks team in the draft league, so he's sitting on my bench. Ooh, sorry. Oof. I know. <laughs> you suck! Woo! I know, and that's like the one good thing about... I mean, not the one good thing, but that's the best thing about draft fantasy is that you can change your lineups up until the minute they kick off, so I could have put him in. Instead, I have Andrew Herrera, who's sitting on the United bench in my lineup. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, that wraps it up for Rapid Fire News. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stimmers, what do you want to talk about? Transfers first or the cup matches? Uh, let's talk about transfers first. I think I don't think this is going to be particularly long, is it? Because this window's no. been largely uninteresting. Yeah, it's a whole, been a whole lot of nothing. I don't know. A certain uh, Spanish striker has been shifted off the wage bill. Yeah, to, to be replaced by a overweight old Argentinian striker, who is, <laughs> by the way, I found out. I didn't even fucking tell you guys this. The third highest paid player in the league. On weekly wages. Oh, you want to take a guess hell. who the top three are? The other two in the top three? I mean, number one is Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two... Uh, Didier Pogba. <laughs> nope. Another player who's not getting much fucking playtime. Mesurozil. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Second highest paid in the league. This guy came to Chelsea. He's making more money than Eden fucking Hazard. That's insane. I'm so yeah. We did get Morata off the wage bill though. I I feel like Chelsea's the only team that's made any kind of like headlines with their. We've had a lot of drama with our transfers this month, but I like I can't think of. I mean, what Liverpool didn't go out and get anyone, or they got one guy, but I don't even know his name. City didn't want to get anyone. They have good squad depth. Yeah. Tottenham, for whatever fucking reason, didn't go out and get anyone, even though they didn't sign anyone over the summer and half their team is injured. Uh, even down lower in the table, I feel like there hasn't been that many moves this January. No, there's not really. They'll 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 be the same because you know this always happens with as you said teams lower down the table every year. Is that there'll be a flurry of activity now with players that have been like working out, and you know there'll be the popular loan with a view to signing moves. But I don't know. I just don't. January transfer window is always just a ball ache. Like, it's in the middle of the season when, you know, you've just had this incredibly hectic schedule or, you know, it's just with league games and then you add in all the cup games and you've got to worry about always, are you going to lose this player? Are you going to get this player? Like, I mean, I'll just get rid of it. It always seems to be the thing that forces board's hands in um, sacking managers as well, doesn't it? Like, they're sort of like, we, if we're going to get rid of them, we've got to do it before the January transfer window. So as a new manager has a chance to sign who? Because no one's... No one no one good moves in general. No, exactly. No, no one, one good, good ever is ever moves. on the market. Yet you always get that sort of got to got, got to get a new manager in before January. So, yeah. Uh, but but the, uh, what's the alternative, though? I can't even remember what things were like before the window. How long has it been in? Like It just feels like it's always been around. 
Yeah, I same. don't remember not having it. Did youth players get a chance? <laughs> is, is that what happened? That seems to be the plan at Chelsea right now. They re- So, in case anyone was living under a rock for the last week, Hudson Odoi put in a transfer request after Bayern Munich came back in with yet another massive bid, and then the club rejected it. They were like, nope, you're staying. And you're staying yeah. in the summer too. Preemptively, they were like, yes. "We're not selling you in the summer either." Sarri very confidently uh, stated that in a in a presser, didn't he? He said, "Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. going anywhere, and probably not in the next window either." Nope. And uh, they sold Fabregas, but they didn't bring in anyone to be sort of a replacement in the central midfield. And they've been playing this uh, Ethan Ampadu, who's like mm. eighteen or nineteen, as Jorginho. Oh, the guy with stupid hair. Yeah, terrible hair. Really needs oh. a haircut. Really uh, bad. It's just disgusting. Although, great deterrent, because no one's going to want to get near him. That's true. I bet his hair stinks. <laughs> it does look like it would smell, right? It really does it have that look It smells like a bin bag and bonfire juice. <laughs> but yeah, we, we've been dealing with Munich and Dortmund mostly this window, because we signed Pulisic and then sent him back. But yeah, I mean, Chelsea made some noise, obviously, with Morata going out, Higuain coming in. Hudson Odoi looking like he was leaving and then not leaving, and we signed Pulisic and Fabregas left, and it looks like we might sell Cahill in the next few days. At least that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's that's been thrown around. Fulham and Palace apparently, but um, yeah. would you take him at Palace? He's a great defender. I love Gary Cahill. Centre back is the one place where we don't really need anything. Yeah, you know, we got Sacco, Tompkins, Dan, and Kelly. Well, there we've got four. You know they did really well against Tottenham, so I'm I'm not really worried. I think as as much as Cahill is great, you know it's not like we've got a couple of young centre backs that could do with his influence. So I wouldn't really see what he'd really contribute there so much. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys, what you really need is a striker, obviously. Although Connor Wickham, I guess, is back. Well, I mean, he done the knee goal, so he was made up about that, weren't he? Well, wasn't it the first time in like two years that he scored? He well, was he yeah. was a day off eight hundred days. Oh, Burnley just scored goal. against Man U. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Chuck. Lovely stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck. Yeah. Did Tom Heaton get the goal? Is that's all I want to know? Did Tom Heaton score somehow? <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Route one. <laughs> Route one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, obviously we didn't mention this that we are recording live on Tuesday whilst, night, uh, yeah. whilst the Tuesday oh, yeah. matches yeah, are yeah. coming on. It's not just us finally realizing on like a Thursday. Oh, oh Burnley scored. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's live. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, we could do with a striker or, or uh, maybe another midfielder or winger. You still um, holding out if... hope for a move between now and the window? There's what no. three days left. No. Two days. Nah, not really. <laughs> I don't think, uh, again, I just don't think even it's in January, the prices are always exaggerated um, because you can, you know, it's if you want to prize a decent player or, you know, it's it's very obvious at that stage of the season for the selling club just to see, oh, you need a lot of goals. Oh, you want our striker? Well, let's add on 10 million to what we'd like for him. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or let's add on 15 million because we're also in the middle of our season and we don't, we don't want to deal with that. You know, I think especially as it's shorter than the summer transfer window, a lot of fans get really frustrated because they don't understand how long these deals do take to actually go on and enact. And, that you know, they say, oh, they've had all of the, you know, since summer to, to sort this out. But you've got to think of all the different idiom intermediaries and agents and 
other like clubs and then dealing with the player themselves and sending the information back and forth and solicitors, lawyers. So I just think for it to be, you know, a, a 31 day window is, is kind of pointless. Yeah, you, absolutely. You can't, you can't really get much unless you're going to take a massive punt on either getting in a young player or you're going to overspend to get in an overweight Argentinian. <laughs> so the, um, Present transfer window system came in in 2002-2003 season. So it's been around oh, a wow. good while. But before that, you could you could transfer players up until the 31st of March. So oh, it, was wow. just, it was just completely open. And then they it, it was you had to stop after that so to preserve the integrity of the competition. So someone um, going for the title couldn't buy a load of players from someone who had nothing to play for just to push on and try and win the title. Sure. But, so, I mean, would you go back to that then? Just open until 31st of March? I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well open it all the way. Well, I do see Ian's point about the end of the season, you want to preserve the integrity and blah, 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 blah. Just, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the January window, especially because every year it's just, oh, Wilfred Zaha's going to go for like a month <laughs> That's just a purely personal thing. <laughs> there yeah. it is. That's what yeah, you do. There's, there's the personal link or, or whatever, you know, and it's just that constant thing of, oh, for fuck's sake, like... Yeah, you just want to be getting on with football, and I'm sure these players right. do as well when they see it everywhere. Yeah. I think if it's contained to the summer, and then it really does become a a testament of who is the best with their squad, who can deal with that, and and you know the trials and tribulations of the season, rather than looking to January to sign new players that, by and large, I don't think really work out. All right, well, let's talk some cup games then. Uh, Chuck, why don't we start off with you? You guys had a very interesting result. On Saturday, yeah. Well, it was kind of predictable, but not predictable. It was it was what we hoped for with Tottenham being so riddled with injuries, lack of signings, etc., etc. People here, there, and everywhere uh, didn't even play Christian Eriksen, who you know, arguably with Kane and Ali out and Son as well. I don't think any Spurs fan will, will mind me saying it's it was a terrible, terrible performance from them. Just just everywhere, whether it was you know. Trippier doing an appalling penalty. That's terrible. Um, just to miss that, like it was ugh, disgusting. Or, really bad. You know, Carl Walker Peters just handballing it. For, what? Yeah. What was that? Reason. What was that about? What was he even thinking? I don't like. No idea. No I idea. I don't know. I think it's because he knew he had a mismatch. Because you look at the height difference between him and it was Wickham that was there. So it almost looked like if potentially because of the they were kind of moving in the same direction as each other. So if Walker Peters hadn't stuck his arm up, Wickham just would have headed it past him slightly as it looked on the camera, and then he'd have been one on one with the goalkeeper. Well, yeah, but let it happen. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, take your chances there. Yeah, and then and then to appeal it in a game that has <laughs> VAR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much that's going to affect the way teams approach and the way players approach matches starting next season once VAR is like a permanent thing. Uh, well, i tell you what needs to happen is they can't have fucking VAR in some games and not in others. Or, you know, it, yeah. I think it's it's, 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 it's shit. It, because it's, yeah. if you're playing one, one venue or another, it depends on if you get VAR or someone else will be. So... You know, say for example, in I think in the Mill Everton game, there was a penalty shout really late on or something like that, which with VAR, if it had been in Goodison Park, it would have been given. However, because it's at the den, 
it doesn't get given because VAR they can't install the technology, which doesn't really make sense to me since it's just it's cameras. Isn't cameras it? in that, yeah. <laughs> cameras in it, yeah. yeah there's there's yeah. bloody twenty thousand cameras in those things. Get VAR synced up to people's camera phones. They're all taking videos while the game's <laughs> on anyway. Yeah, just duct tape an iPhone up there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can I can completely understand why a lot of teams would feel hard done by if they, you know, if they'd have had different rules if they were playing different opponents. And especially because sometimes the cameras don't make sense. Like in the Palace game, there was a bit where they used VAR. It was for Wickham's goal, where they looked to see if he was offside, but the camera wasn't square on. It's you, you, you still couldn't tell from the angle whether it was on or not. So I don't know. I just think the the World Cup sold us kind of the perfect example of how VAR could be, and they're trying to put it in in such a weird patchwork kind of method. Exactly. Yeah, they should never have done that patchwork type thing. On. A competition no. is stupid, it, it, and it, it just leads. It just gives fuel to the fire of people who are anti-technology. When really, it's not the technology that's the problem here. It's the weird implementation, isn't it? It's yeah, exactly. It's the implementation of it. So you know, if if it's if it can't be done on every game in the tournament or every game from a certain stage onwards, like you know, yeah. if it was just from Wembley. From from semi final, no, don't do it at all because it just doesn't yeah. make any any sense. No, and like notably, our good friend and the only, still to date the only guest we've ever had on the pod, Dave Matteo, seems to really hate VAR because um, apparently, I guess it's done really really poorly in Australia. Yeah, yeah, but fo- football in general is done poorly in Australia, so let's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, he so he kind of already has that perspective coming in, but then on Saturday in the Chelsea or on Sunday rather in the sort of mop-adjacent derby between Chelsea <laughs> and his Sheffield Wednesday, um, there was a couple of controversial-ish, I'll say controversial-ish, um, VAR-related incidents, uh, and he was pretty fucking mad on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the first one was there was a penalty given and then it got taken away, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yep, there was a, pe- there was a penalty given... Um... For what in real time, like did look like a penalty. Um, yeah, it did. It, it really did. But then you get the reverse angle, and um, it was it was a legitimate tackle. I didn't really see the problem with that. I mean, I know VAR's there to uh, the the problem. I think was that VAR's supposed to be used to get rid of clear and obvious errors. Right. I, exactly. That's I, what I tweeted in the moment too. I was like, I don't know if it's quote clear and obvious necessarily, but. I don't know how much of a problem that is really like it was yeah. it was quite quick as far as I could see and the right the right decision happened so yeah the right decision happened I think they didn't particularly follow the rules of VAR their own yeah wasn't there some weirdness about as well like it shouldn't have been a was it they did a drop ball or something or was that oh, something I don't know else? about that yeah, no. The only weird things I saw from VAR was referees not even looking at the TV screens and just listening to their earpiece and changing the decision. Yeah, like I that thought was part the whole yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. reason VAR wasn't, you know, a lot of people's problems with VAR was that eventually it eradicates the authority of the referee to make a decision. Yeah. So it's not him looking at it again. It's just him sticking his finger in his ear and going, "Okay, no penalty." They did the cricket thing of putting it, putting the decision up on the screen, and yeah, it was odd. Yeah, I'll give you that. That was a that was a strange one. It seems like they're not all on the same page as far as how far goes in the FA Cup, and like maybe the guys haven't been trained well enough on it because it, I it was really weird that he never went to go see it himself. 
Yeah, yeah. Like almost to the point where I was like, I don't know if he knows that that's an option or if he just thinks that like if LeVar guy tells him something different, he's supposed to go with that. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm with you, Ian. I, I think it was – they made the right call in the end. Yeah. They made the wrong call to begin with, but it wasn't like a ridiculously bad call. So then when you introduce LeVar, you're like, well, it's not a clear and obvious error. Yeah. But at the end, they got to the right decision. So I can't really – yeah, obviously I'm biased because it was a ch- decision in Chelsea's favor. If the pen had stood, I wouldn't have been super mad about it because, like, yeah, it was the wrong decision, but it was close. Um, and then the other one was the the pen given to Chelsea was yes. given, I think, yeah. after the fact from VAR or something like that. I don't actually remember. It was such a boring match. <laughs> yeah. It was really not a good yeah, match at all. Um, Chelsea had all the possession. Iguain, I mean, our Patreon list, Patreon subscribers will have heard some of this in my <laughs> oh, hot yeah. take, instant take afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I felt the need to just text you and check you were all right after that. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, bit, a bit worried. Not often Chelsea win three zero, and I'm in a terrible mood afterwards. Yeah. But <laughs> so, did he see like, the result? Like my Twitter yeah. timeline was full of a bunch of, you know. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Fulham are four two up. I'm sorry. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> Ranieri! How many does Mitro have? Oh, Mitro got two, at least. Ah, Has he got the it third? Hurts. It hurts me. Mitro, Mitro, <laughs> Mitro. Golden hey, he's got to be up there on the Golden Boots charts now. He wasn't that far off. No, he hasn't scored in about 18 years. Yeah, but he scored a lot at the beginning. Oh, when we sent our secret predictions to Dave at the start of the season, I bet you fucking put Mitro as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you definitely did. That's not a secret at all. Everybody knows that. Fucking hell. I don't know what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, but yes, Chelsea absolutely dominated um, Sheffield Wednesday, even if they did play shit. They had 80% possession. Like, come yeah, but on. Then for all the possession, they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't create that many chances. The Kaylee didn't post XG for it because it's the FA Cup. <laughs> so, like, fuck it. He wasn't watching, I guess. But they didn't create a lot of chances. Like, and everyone was saying, oh, Iguain looked bright. He kept getting in behind. I was like, first of all, no disrespect, Dave, but Sheffield Wednesday are in 17th fucking place. And, like, yeah. he should be able to. Like, I don't care if he's fallen off and he's getting a little bit old and slow or whatever. Like, he still was an elite player back in the day. Like, he. Didier Drogba could have come in and bossed Sheffield Wednesday around. And, like, I don't know. I wasn't pleased. Plus, that was when all that Callum Hudson-Odoi stuff was going on. And, yeah, and, like, people on Twitter were telling me... I, I posted this thing that was, you know, a bit of a sort of antagonistic thing that said, like, oh, Chelsea fans out here getting angry at Callum Hudson-Odoi for putting in a transfer request when he's never seen a person be successful coming out of the U system. He's not getting minutes. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I had to, you know, some people responded and they were like, we have every right to be angry because he should be more loyal. He's been here since he was seven and he's leaving us high and dry. I was like, I disagree, but like, whatever. But then just, (laughs) I don't know, there was a whole bunch of stuff that morning that I was just like not fucking having it coming off of the all of last week and like all the shit I got for everything last week. (laughs) But what I did actually enjoy was the League Cup match. I don't normally care about the League Cup at all, but insofar as it was a game on Thursday, I think they played that. Spurs sent out their best 11, Chelsea sent out their best 11, and both teams wanted to win, and then Chelsea looked good. Like, genuinely Mm. looked better than Spurs on the day. That was nice to see. Um, Oh, and also notably, I didn't even mention this with you guys. That's, like, clearly their best 11, and Sunday was clearly a rotated 11, and Alonso did not play on Thursday, and he did play on Sunday. (laughs) So I'm trying not to read into it too much, because it was cup matches, and there's rotation and weird stuff, but... In the match against Spurs, the one that we cared about, Emerson started at left back. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people saying, especially on the uh, FPL Twitters, <laughs> uh, that that Alonso is is on the way out. Either that, or he's just actually going to start playing as a winger. As a left back. Either way, that's not good for fantasy. <laughs> no. It's always nice when you have a left back playing as striker for your fantasy team. <laughs> not so yeah. much for your real team. But yeah, yeah it, it's been a weird few days for Chelsea. They, I was happy that they beat Spurs, not because I give a shit about the League Cup, and I'm not going to pretend that I do now just because they're in the final, but because it was a t- game that both teams took seriously, and we won, and we look good. Yeah. So that was nice to see. Uh, what else though? We oh, uh, we didn't talk about Shrewsbury Town, Strawberry Town, Strawberry Town, <laughs> Strawberry Town, gutting two nil up in this like the seventy fifth minute, and then they they drew forced Wolves forced them to a replay at Molyneux. Um, and you just think, I doubt Strawberry Town will be able to survive that. But you know, from my point of view, always good to see a team relatively near to Palace in the table. Not really. Um, <laughs> Having to play extra minutes when they don't want to. Wolves. Yeah, you sure, wish buddy. Wolves win 20th. I wish. I sure do. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Um, yeah, so it's a big shame, especially that, that Strawberry Town went 2 um, 0 up. I'm always going to call them Strawberry Town now. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Um, other kind of notable ones, obviously, we mentioned earlier about Newport County. Um, Newport County going, going up to um, the Riverside Stadium. And, and getting the draw there again, conceding to a late goal. Uh, oh no, sorry, scoring a late goal. There is a lot of replays coming out of that too. There's five fourth round replays, which I feel like that's got to be a, some sort of record. That seems like a lot. Yeah, it does seem a lot out of sixteen games. It's almost one third. Hmm. Yes, Maths. almost. Maths. Uh, yeah, and some great games in there as well. So you know, Brentford Barnet were there three all. Um, I think six goals in 15 minutes um, in that game. It's just an absolute humdinger. Magic of the cup. Magic of the cup. Good for Ian that Portsmouth are still in there, having to have a replay for QPR. So, you know, that <laughs> keeps the dream alive. At the minute, we're a long way off Portsmouth. So, yeah. Okay, so not so much <laughs> then. Uh, and West Brom Brighton. And it's always good for me because, yeah, yeah, the Brighton scum... Uh, might might lose, and they are, and they're losing. They're losing right now to Fulham as well. It's a great day. It's, good day uh, for you. Yeah. Four good two day four two Fulham. Lovely job. We said Millwall Everton uh, when Millwall um, had a handball leading up to their goal, or it sort of like looked like it had uh, gone. The looked yes. like it had been a handball in the in the run up to the goal. Um, you get Neil Harris, the Millwall manager, screaming at the video guy because he'd put the replay up on the big screen. <laughs> and yeah. Val wasn't looking at it, but like, <laughs> it, and he was just screaming, get it off, get it off. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't know whether it would be counted or not. Just or... in case the referee thinks oh, I might want to refer that or he thinks oh, I might have that in the back of my mind to give him a decision later. <laughs> just That's fucking really screaming. It was brilliant. Well, there were a couple of other notable ab- uh, upsets there too. AFC Wimbledon beat West Ham four to two. Yes, uh, it's not an upset if you expect it to happen. <laughs> yep. uh, let's see. Lowly Man United beat Arsenal three to one. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, the the, the Man United train just keeps on rolling, man, and they're getting dangerously close to a top four race. And I don't want that. I want less teams in the top four race, not more. Fucking goddamn it. Yeah, and they're getting dangerously close to equalising against Burnley as well, which you would never have thought that would have been the sentence said today. <laughs> yeah, Burnley um, up one zero. 
Yeah. Uh, and the other big upset being Man City 5, Burnley 0. Who <laughs> <laughs> could have seen that coming? It's, it's not an upset, yeah. it's just that you're upset about it. No, it's an upset that it wasn't 8. <laughs> yeah, this is true, actually. It could yeah. have been more. Although uh, City aren't even winning today, right? What's oh. the score of Drawing, drawing against Newcastle at the minute. The Newcastle, I'm sorry, but no Newcastle fan wants a result out of this because they absolutely will not then get any money spent on them. Oh, <laughs> Mike Ashley will just still be there anyway. Year. So. They weren't going to. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It'll no. give them a load of uh, giant mugs from Sports <laughs> Direct. Yeah. Maybe a matching water bottle and that'll be about it. Have you ever bought anything from Sports Direct? I bought something once. Loads. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Can't really, you know, the hypocrisy runs deep here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even with the international shipping, it was cheaper than buying it from like any American retail. I got like a Chelsea track jacket a few years ago. And I think the track jacket itself was like five pounds and then the shipping was a lot. But <laughs> I was like, how are they making money off this? I don't understand. <laughs> they pay their workers nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That's uh, what slavery is, Ian. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> no, I'm no that's exactly what that slavery one. is. You don't pay people. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Fair enough. He's no editing that one out. <laughs> All right, well, that should wrap it up for the cup talk. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. And apparently, we have quite a few listener questions, so stick around. Welcome back to the Miles Offside podcast, where we have just finished witnessing uh, the first round of fixtures on, on Tuesday as Man United come back from the brink right at the very end to equalise 2 all, And Rafa Benitez has a big say in the title race as Newcastle unbelievably <laughs> somehow beat uh, Man City 2-1. Hey, Mourinho <laughs> keeps the record. Yay! Well, no, they have the same win percentage. They have the same win percentage. <laughs> yeah, more points, though. More points. Yeah, but that's not the win percentage, is it? No one likes Mourinho. Um, <laughs> and no one likes Liverpool, and it's such a shame that now it means the title race is kind of over. Uh, oh, potentially. no, no. No, but I'm happy to jinx it. I'm happy to be wrong. Okay. I want it, I want That's it to true. come yeah. back alive. I want to put that out to the world that all the <laughs> Liverpool players just slip all at once. Next year, the jingle should be Predictor League. League of Reverse Jinxes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stealing my jingles, mate. Don't be stealing my sorry. jingles, all right? Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, getting on to our usual running order, um, we're going to start moving into the social segment now. But we wanted to do a little announcement. As we mentioned last time out, we have started a Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> got it right first time this week. And we've had a couple of people get involved. So big thank you, big shout out to uh, friends James Doncaster and Mr. Johnny Worthington. Thank you very much for pledging your support. If you'd like to be like them and get some extra content, uh, as well as potentially a producer credit or even a month's supply of socks, <laughs> head over to the aforementioned address, patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. Check out the different tiers, but even if it's as, as little as you can give, we, we are thoroughly appreciative um, of you coming on board and supporting us. Other than that, you can get in touch with us on the social media, Twitter at Miles Offside Pod, 
Facebook, Miles Offside Pod, and email milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. Stimbo, give us a question now. Na, 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 na. Jingle finished. Um, just, I wasn't sure. Sometimes I can yeah, go it's, on it's tough to know sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, no idea. Um, okay, so uh, Johnny OG got back in touch. So he's got got home from the train from Runcorn. And, uh, Only just got home now. Yeah. Just, well, look, this is when we check in with him. As far oh, as okay. I know, he's home now. So, <laughs> anyway, um, he's got a question for Oscar. Um, yeah. Is it a bit cringe having the national anthem played at the beginning of every sporting event, or is that just normal for you? Uh, can I tell you something? Yeah. I, yes. When we were in London and we watched the Chelsea Arsenal match, that was the first time I'd ever seen a sporting event outside of the US, and I was very surprised to learn that not everyone in the world does the national anthem. Really? Yeah, I never knew that. Not, not everyone's all about nationalism. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Uh, we do it at everything, so I never thought it was weird. And then the only other sporting stuff that I had like really watched was the Olympics and the World Cup. And obviously they play the national anthems there. Fair. So I was like, oh, they just do national anthems. I figured if like they don't show the national anthem on TV other yeah. than like when it's the finals or the playoffs. But like a regular season baseball match, right? They're not going to tune in and be like, here's the national anthem before the 127th game of the season because there's 165 games every season. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I was I, I got to Chelsea Arsenal and I was like oh we're gonna hear God Save the Queen cool I'll be, that'll be fun and then nope oh, wow. it just never nope. happened yeah so it, it not weird at all it not cringy at all I mean I hate our national anthem but <laughs> but American sports don't they don't they also sing America the Brave as well like there no. always seems to be two songs sometimes what you're thinking of is specifically only in baseball. Because in baseball, it's so boring, they have to break it up. So at, at like the seventh, there's something called the seventh inning stretch, which is basically like, you've been sitting here for seven innings and this is a really fucking boring sport. So why don't you go buy a beer, go for a walk, whatever. Okay. And that's when they sing, uh, take me out to the ball game. Have you guys heard that song before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's when they sing, take me out to the ball game. And then after 9-11, they started doing God bless America, not America the Brave. Okay. But that's only in baseball and only recently. Uh, see, I thought there was something when I saw the basketball, but one thing I did remember that was quite strange is that obviously when you do sing the national anthem anywhere else, everyone sings, but the American national anthem, just one person sings it. Uh, that's because the American national anthem is like very well known for being impossible to sing for like even the best singers in the world. It's like, it's the lyrics are racist and backwards and terrible. And then musically it's fucking garbage. Like it's an impossible song. Cause it's all over the map. Like you yeah. basically have to be Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey to be able to sing it. Well, it's the worst national anthem. We really have a terrible national anthem musically <laughs> and lyrically and all of it. What the fuck are ramparts? What are ramparts? Does anyone know? Ramparts are the bit on top of a castle. All right, Mr. England, we have castles all over the <laughs> yeah. Now well, we know, well, American like listeners, that's, that's what ramparts it's are. It's like that bit. It's like that bit. The, the top, craggly like, bit at the, the top. Edge looking over towers and shit. I don't know. Yeah, the English last anthem's boring. Like, I, I'm all right with the Queen. Like, the Queen's cool and everything, but I think you'd have a bit of a happier, happier song. Well, and it is kind of weird. Like, every other national anthem is like, our country is great. We love our country. And you guys are like, this one person, we really love her. Yeah, and we'll change that the second she dies. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't think of any other national anthems that are specifically just for the leader. 
I mean, um, I'm sure like there are some, like probably North Korea or something. Well, there's but... there's all kinds of national anthems where they've had to amend them because of like how bad they are. Um, like La Marseillaise for the French national anthem, they had to take out the bit where it's about like beheading the king and revolution, etc., etc., and <laughs> yeah, yeah. killing people and that. Um, Germany took out the they. You know, most people think it's Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Alles, but they they don't sing that anymore because of obviously the it being synonymous with World War Two. So they make amendments here or there. The Spanish one's the weirdest Why, did, one because there are no words. Did something happen in World War Two with them? Or? <laughs> uh, there's a couple bits, a few bits here or there. Uh, let's uh, let's move on before <laughs> this gets dicey. <laughs> oh dear! As soon as I said that, I was like, uh oh, bad joke, bad joke. Take it back. <laughs> Uh, so um and he also says uh who has the best national anthem so we've already said that ours are poor like, yeah neither the us or england um chuck why don't you go first i do kind of like the french one the yeah. french one is up there love the yeah. french one either that or if you're going for just sheer ridiculous like oh my god when will it ever end it, the brazilian national anthem it goes just... for so long. And that's still shortened. That's still shortened. <laughs> like, this goes on. It's got like a 45-second intro. Like, the English have done their national anthem four yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm definitely with you. Musically, the French one is just like, it's so jaunty. It's good. I really love the French national anthem. Um, and then, like, do you, uh, do you guys remember the website Cracked? Have you guys ever spent time on Cracked.com? No, what was that? It's American, so I don't know if it's popular over there. But they just post, like... It's almost like the better, smarter version of BuzzFeed. So they'll post like seven things that psychology, that your brain tricks you into thinking are true because of psychology or like, and um, one of the articles I read a few years ago was seven national anthems that'll make you tremble in fear. Right. And so they just like go through the lyrics and the history of the countries and blah, blah, blah. So it's like comedy, but also like intelligent. And um, when I saw this question on the rundown, I immediately thought of it. So I went back to that article because I was like, there's something really good there. And it is the Algerian national anthem. I don't know if you guys are aware of it at all. No. But I'll just read. uh, Musically, it's whatever. It's fine. But I'll read the first, um, I don't know, paragraph? What do you call it? Is it it in Arabic or is it It is, but I have the English translation in front of me. Okay, good. I believe it would be a stanza or a verse. Yes, stanza or verse. That's the word I was thinking of. Verse. (laughs) Paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well... (laughs) We swear by the lightning that destroys, by the streams of generous blood being shed, by the bright flags that wave, flying proudly on the high mountains, that we are in revolt, and whether we live or die, we are determined that Algeria should live. So be our witness, be our witness, be our witness. Fuck yeah, let's play some football. (laughs) Badass. We swear by the lightning that destroys and the streams of generous blood. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they fuck about. But I suppose that all of them like that's that's probably that's probably not a bit they they sing now. Maybe I don't know. I think it is. It's like the beginning. It's the intro to it. Later on, they're like France sucks. Fuck France. But I don't know if that's still in there. The Italian national anthem was weirdly anti-Austria and like talks shit about Poland a few times too. <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> that know that. Are you you ever sort of look I mean, up the lyrics I, to I it? I wasn't privy to that information before, but uh, makes makes a bit of sense. I mean, like European relations. Not, I'm not calling it Italians racists. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly here. Uh, so, are we yeah. kind of going with France? I guess. Yeah, I think so. The Nigerian one deserves a, a mention. It starts a bit like, uh, 
2001's Space Odyssey just sort of like weird sounds and drums and I'm like yeah <laughs> fantastic <laughs> haven't heard that so there's your teaser tweet for the week might have to stick I'll, I'll, I'll bubble all of these theme tunes theme tunes I've just called <laughs> <laughs> Like a theme tune to France. What is that? Like when you when you fly into Nigeria, all of a sudden, like they should open the doors, like dong, dong, That's so good. Nigeria, 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 Nigeria. I don't know if you've heard the Nigerian theme tune. Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what an idiot! Yeah, they changed it after season seven. I'm just picturing, yeah, like a. A map of Nigeria walking around, like poking its head, be like, hey, neighbor, can I borrow some water? <laughs> a bad sitcom. So there we go. That's our favorite theme tunes. Um, Dave Mateo. Dave Mateo comes in. Uh, would you watch a football all star skills contest like they do in the NFL or NHL? Yes. Fuck yes. So what? what is what is this thing? What are we looking at? Well, I, I find it quite weird because I, I was watching because at the minute the NFL, the Pro Bowl has been on, right? So the Pro Bowl, which is obviously the division between like the, the two conferences. Why why is the English guy explaining this? I, was no idea. I don't know. You took it, so I'm just letting you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd love sorry. to hear this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the AFC and the NFC division or conference, whichever level. I don't know what they're bloody called. Uh, and then they pick the best players and then they obviously play each other in one game. But before that, you have like weeks of different challenges and like mini camps, which are usually in like Hawaii or somewhere ridiculous. And so all the players fly out and then they'll do like ridiculous challenges. Like the kickers will have to kick over a house and then over the hoop and stuff like that. And it's just all taking the skills they use in the sport, but in kind of more ridiculous situations to be entertaining. But what I find really weird about this is that it happens before the Super Bowl. So, like, people could be there, like, dicking around and just, like, fuck themselves up and then not playing the Super Bowl. So this is current professional players doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, Chuck, I'm pretty sure usually guys who are going to be in the Super Bowl, because the Pro Bowl is the week before the Super Bowl. So I'm pretty sure guys who are in the Super Bowl don't really go. And if they do go, it's just a hangout. They don't like really exert themselves. In baseball and in basketball, it happens at the halfway point of the season. So the All-Star, it's these things always happen around All-Star weekend. Um, every sport in the U.S. has an All-Star game. And they make like a whole fest- festive weekend out of it. Which I do wish they had that in the Premier League. That would be so fun. To just watch, like, all the best players just, like, play with each other in just, like, some, you know, some game just for, like, fun, not for pride. So, like, no one goes Mm. crazy at it. Guys are hitting half-court shots in basketball, all this sort of stuff. So, like, notably, you guys probably have heard of the Home Run Derby, right? I feel like that's pretty well known. Nope. In baseball? No, really? Oh, I thought it was. Wow. Um, Basically, they take, like, the guys who are the 10 best hitters and they just throw easy pitches at them, like, slow and down the middle. And they just hit as many home runs as they can over and over and over again. So these guys are just hitting like bombshells out of the park, out of the stadium. It's super fun to watch. In basketball, they do the slam dunk contest. Yeah. And the three-point shooting contest. So like the dunk contest, Jordan has had some of his most iconic moments there. Where basically they just like, they're like, here's a ball. Do the coolest dunk you can think of and we'll pick the winner. (laughs) Yeah. They they often jump over cars and stuff like that. And there'll be someone like, yeah. they won't have the ball. There'll be someone like poking their head out of the sunroof, holding the ball up. And they jump over from the boot of the car across the sunroof, <laughs> pick the ball up and slam. That's yeah. sick. No, but how fun would it be to watch like, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne taking free kicks from the edge of the opposite penalty, ki- penalty area? 
You know what I mean? Like trying to see who can score from the farthest away. It's kind of you know, like when you play FIFA, like the mini games you get in between, like the game starting yes, or whatever. That's like perfect. That that's kind exactly of stuff. what it's like. Like having the ball, like the bins that move around and trying to like lob the ball in. Like why? Why not do that? Why? Why does it have to be like? That'd be super fun. Irrelevant footballers like F two freestylers that just do these. Videos. You know what would be good is at the halfway fucking point of the season when everybody's dying in December. Make that your thing around Boxing Day. Turn that week into like the All Star Weekend, All Star Week festivities. So you have people, you know, something to watch on TV. You have them do like the goal from the farthest away, who can kick the most balls into a bin in 30 seconds, <laughs> a dribbling track where they're like, go around these cones as fast as you can, you know, whatever other stuff that they could come up with. And then have an All Star game at the end of the week where like it's voted on by the fans like it is in the American sports. And you're like, okay, now I get to see Aguero playing with Hazard. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, Hazard and Salah on the wings. So, with based yeah. on what you and Dave are saying here, this is a thing in football, hockey, baseball, basketball. MLS like, has it too. Right, okay. So, is there, like, a proper sense of fun missing from the Premier League? like English football. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. this is all predicated on it being a happy country. Yeah, this um, is the thing. And That's, at the that minute, sounds we've... great, but, like... I just we we've got fans that don't want cameras at our games. Never mind them <laughs> bloody yeah running around going around cones and kicking balls in buckets. The outrage if anyone was injured in that game, fuck. But like kids would love that. Yeah, I do feel like there's no there's no sort of sense of fun really allowed in English football. No, it's... I wasn't going to say it, but you guys are a country full of miserable bastards. So yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Uh, just kidding I love you guys <laughs> we also make up two thirds of this podcast mate so watch your fucking mouth right? <laughs> Chuck carefully if Oscar goes so does two thirds of our listenership <laughs> no it's alright we've still got Norway huge in Norway shout out to our Norwegian listener now we know who it is it'll be the east of England south London and some of Norway <laughs> yeah probably not even south London huge in Barbados mate huge in Barbados Holding our place in the chart in Barbados. Don't you worry about that. Oh, wait. Where are we sitting in the charts? 69. 69? <laughs> yeah. How have you only just told me that we're 69 in somewhere? We're 69 yeah. in Barbados, yo. Yeah. Did we ever yeah. blip back on the Norwegian radar? Or... Nope. Nope. One okay. blaze one of glory time. moment. And then just smashed out. Yeah. What, yeah I'm get? wondering if your impressions had something to do with that. Or not your impressions, <laughs> but your attempts at Norwegian. Your translations, yeah. I think you're on fake websites. <laughs> <laughs> fake news. I um yeah, I think I think what we need to do for Norway is uh, and I've been advised by this on, on Twitter, is uh we just need to do another FPL episode, I think. Scandinavians are crazy for the fantasy football. Uh, okay. Um, by Pogba. Oh, good. Well done. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. That's Norway sorted. Um, sorted. What's their theme tune? <laughs> <laughs> um, Norway theme tune. Couldn't tell you. We'll play it. I'll bubble it under. I don't know, Roald Roll Dahls from Norway, isn't he? Um, no idea. Something, that, what's the Matilda theme tune? Umbawe, do-diddle-it-doo, umbawe, do-diddle-it-doo. Are you having a breakdown? Yeah, yeah what maybe. What is happening over there? 
Yeah, and I was just going to let him go for a while. Theme tune. What's that got to do with anything? Because Roald Dahl wrote Matilda, and he's from Norway, Denmark. Uh, but Denmark. you didn't seem sure of any of this. <laughs> yeah, zero yeah, percent. I know. I just kind of. I'm trying to go along. with it, but when the person saying it isn't even hundred yeah. percent committed, I'm like, can we really? <laughs> yeah, you can still follow me a bit, mate. It's okay. fine. Next, uh, next, next question. <laughs> okay, this is more. Uh, this is more in our wheelhouse, probably, or yours, definitely. If you could have... Uh, this is Dave again, sorry. If you could have one superpower just to use in your everyday life, what would you choose? Teleportation. It's the only answer. Ah, uh, the ability to choke a bitch. <laughs> and I don't mean that bitch is in woman. Just when someone... You know, when someone's just in your face, just the ability to, like, freeze time for a second, just smack the shit out of them, and then... T- it's kind of time... Yeah, stopping time, I guess. Nah, man, it's got to be Teleportation. Yeah. Gotta be. It's magic, right? So I'll say I take my clothes with me. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. Let's not get into the logistics of it. But, like, you think about how much money you would save on travel. Like, I could just teleport to Rome, and now I get to have a vacation in Rome, but I didn't have to pay for flights, which are always yeah. the most expensive thing. Yeah, but what if you got, like, stuck in a wall? Just don't. Then you teleport out of the wall. But... Like then, where where's your butt? It doesn't no, it doesn't work like that. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's magic. It's a fucking magic power. When I teleport, I don't accidentally get stuck in walls. There. Is it like a night? <laughs> is it like a night cooler thing where you have to be able to see it to be accurate? Or uh, no, fuck it. I can look at a picture of it and I can go there. How about that, dude? I would go. I would have like Chelsea season tickets. I could just go hang out with you guys on a random Friday night. Well. Not you guys, you have kids. I, I would use your power better. What was that? We're we're not fun people. Yeah, you know, people without kids who like still have, you know, lives and money and shit. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck yeah, I'm with him, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're two to one here, Chuck. <laughs> no, I mean like legit. And obviously like day to day too, like you can just teleport to work and teleport home. You don't have to ever sit in traffic again. Yeah, I I thought there might be a bit more play in this question, but you have pretty much nailed that answer, I think. Because No, there's... I still want to be able to pause time and just smack someone but in the face. All, uh, I... <laughs> so yeah, fun. but you could do a teleport punch and then teleport away and they'd have no idea what even happened. Yeah, it could be like One Punch Man. One punch oh, man. That's a good show. A I, really used good to, show. I used to say that if I was uh, king of the world, I would institute a rule where you have like a... You know, the logistics would get a little tough, but let's say you have a card and on the card you get, you know, you can like basically swipe it or debit it. And three times a day, you are allowed to punch someone in the face. (laughs) Just three times. And they don't carry over. If you don't use all three, you don't get six the next day. But like this was, you know, because I just got used to get like really annoyed at people on the subway. And it'd be Uh like, this motherfucker's standing on the left side. I'm trying to get up the escalator because I'm running late. Like, just give him your card. And then you punch them. And they're not allowed to say no. And if they want to use one of their punches to punch you back, fine. If they don't, if they want to save it for some douchebag later who's being a douchebag somewhere else, fine. If I want to punch someone, can I inquire as to whether they've used all their punches that day? No. You just got to take the risk. Mm. See, that's exactly my one, but without getting punched back. Yeah, no, but this is like legal. So I everyone has idea. it. Yeah, this... Time is frozen. No one would know I did it. But, I just get to Oscar's smack them in the face. Oscar's isn't a superpower. It's just if he was in charge. Right. I would oh, just make okay. that a rule. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Like an edict. Because I feel like that would curb so much douchebag behavior. Like, oh, I'm an asshole, and every day I stand in the way on the escalator, and every day I get punched by 17 people. Maybe I'll stop standing <laughs> on the left side of the escalator. Maybe. Because it's not just going to be me that punches them. I'm like, you're an asshole. And then there's going to be 10 other people behind me who are like, yep, <laughs> asshole, using my punch. This guy fucking deserves it. Just getting a beat. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. getting shit kicked out of him on the way to work. But you know what? He's not standing on the left side of the escalator ever again. I'm not 100% against your idea. However, I think it's a very slippery slope from there before you start instigating the purge. <laughs> I mean... That does, it does feel like the start of the purge. It feels quite purgy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bit purgy, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm not against that. It's not a bad idea. Just putting it out there. Ethan Hawke won't be happy. World's overcrowded anyway, so... Alright, so the purge. Cool. Yeah, what's Ian's superpower? I do a very long commute. It's hard to argue against teleportation. It really is. Yeah, I feel like going to Disneyland today. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck yeah, that does sound good. You never have to pay entrance money to anything ever again. I'm not teleporting to the gates of Disneyland. I'm teleporting to the fucking castle. And now I'm in the park. What are they going to do? What a misuse of power. Teleporting to the queue. (laughs) (laughs) I have powers, but I'm a reasonable human being, and I will pay my entrance fee. Well, you don't want to teleport straight to the front, because otherwise you might get punched. Right. Based on your card system. <laughs> exactly. <that's instigated>. exactly. <laughs> teleport into the bathroom. You imagine you teleport into a stall and some guy's dropping a massive deuce. You're like, sorry, just just, uh, just coming through. Don't mind me. Brilliant. And Adam P., the human punching bag, is back. Uh, hey. He says, of all the people who continually get jobs, continuously, sorry, get jobs in football, could be a player, manager, pundit, which do you find most confusing and or annoying? Well, I bet I know what Chuck's answer is going to be. Uh, I don't know. I've got a list. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, it's definitely Mourinho. Jose. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's Come true. on, obviously. <laughs> well, he doesn't come up as much. He's not like, I think Adam's going for like the recurring, you know, the roundabout of Allardyce, Pardew, Poulis, Hodgson, all the well, Palace managers. In, yeah, managers. Managers. There's just a load of mediocre. David Moyes. Mediocre old English oh, managers, isn't there? I don't like Moyes. No particular reason. He just his face pisses me off. Uh, if this was ten years ago, I would have said Harry Redknapp, but he's kind of retired now. I could not stand that fucking person as a human being. I was every time, every everything. I was just like you, droopy dog looking fucking. <laughs> stroke oh, oh shit really no. <laughs> did, he? did he really well what i'm a, a terrible when he person was like quite young that's why he looked like deputy dog <laughs> all right well you know i can't take it back now <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is i mean i said what i said you know double down i'm the double down over here fuck him who else phil neville phil neville is a terrible commentator isn't he he was yeah michael Owen was a terrible commentator as well awful Jamie Redknapp, I don't think, to carry on the Redknapp theme, I don't think Jamie Redknapp's that good. No, not great. Lovely guy, though, and smells amazing. Um... <laughs> Sorry, smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. Puts on a bit of the old Paco Rabanne. Yeah, job done. Um... I'm trying to think of players that I'm like, how are they still getting contracts? Lee Catamol. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lee Catamol. <laughs> Like, there are those players who just keep popping up at every fucking club, and I'm like, who, who's paying him? 
Most of them followed Harry Radnap, to be fair. Yeah, that's say, true. Crancher and how's Charlie Austin still getting paid? He's got no knee cartilage, and he hasn't for like ten years. Yeah, no ligaments in either of his dicks. Um, and it's a joke. He, it's a joke. It's a joke, mate. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, bloody what a legend! Brought VAR to this country. Um, <laughs> well, apparently he's transferring, so yeah, it'll be another place where he doesn't play. I'm only thinking of him because he was a pundit on Match of the Day for the FA Cup stuff, but Paul Ince always pissed me off. Ah, oh, like yeah. uh, it annoyed me how the media in this country used him as the spokesman for black managers, and it was like he's a shit manager, like absolutely terrible. Why is he being used as a spokesman when, well, maybe because Chris Hewton isn't quite such a bell end and he's understated, so he won't do these like media interviews or whatever but he's a much better manager and it was just Chris Hewton's a fantastic manager. yeah absolutely brilliant and it's just Paul Ince was the poster boy for black managers it was like oh but he's a rubbish it was terrible and I didn't I didn't like him on match of the day this week either he was just like trying to be really funny and he's just not and he bottles taking penalties and I don't like him and he calls himself the governor and I don't like him Oof. anybody who gives themselves a nickname is no good he used to have that yeah. on his fucking number plate, Gov, and you're like, ugh, have a word with yourself. You can't even be, can't even have the bottle to take a penalty. Yeah. Here, man, Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona can fuck off forever. <laughs> could take Mourinho and go off in some swattish fuckfest. This, we, we need to do a whole episode on this, don't we, people who just piss us off, because I think this is a rich vein. <laughs> we did a few last week, and we sort of... I can't believe it'll be two good lis- uh, listeners, though. Like, well, let us know if you want us to do that episode. <laughs> we'll do it. If not, yeah, just sign up for the producer tier, and you can have us. Yeah, on purpose. Do so, Patreon.com/slash/MilesOffsidePod. Sign up. Ten dollars a um. What is it? Ten dollars a, a month. Ten dollars a minute. I'll do anything for ten dollars a minute. Ten dollars a month, and you can be a producer, and you can pick a topic. So, if you want us to do it, you can do that. Okay, so last question again from Adam P. And he says, which Premier League player do you think is an underrated bastard on or off the pitch, depending on how libelous you want to get? Underrated underrated bastard. bastard. Uh, I'll throw David Silva out there. Everyone thinks he's a super nice guy because he's small and he's mousy looking and he's beautiful passing. And when he's playing, it's pretty nice to watch. He fucking fouls so much. He is a dirty, dirty, dirty player, and no one notices it. He's a very <laughs> dirty player. He kicks people. He never gets yellow carded because he's so small and nice looking. But dude is like <laughs> filth. He might as well be on Stoke. He's such a dirty player. <laughs> okay, let's not say things we can take back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. I think similarly, on the same team, Fernandinho never really gets talked about that much like he gets spoken about as being like this amazing defensive midfielder but he seems to always get bookings and and stuff and always fouling and yeah doing crazy tackles i tell you who's an overrated bastard uh is roy Keane. it annoys me how his like surliness is celebrated he's such oh how is this just his character like at yeah the World just Cup. his character yeah i'm i'm talking like yeah since he stopped playing football he's just like Everyone go, like seems to love him for what a miserable bastard he is, and I just think he's taking it to the nth degree. It's just, just ridiculous now. Just anyone having a laugh in his presence, he thinks he's a total bell end, and it's just like you joyless fuck. 
And he, oh, he really irritates. Is he uh, available to do podcasts? <laughs> well, he might be a bit cheerier than me. Yeah, he'd fit right <laughs> in with us. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is a bit pop kettle black. But, uh, but yeah, he does my nutting. Yeah, I know what you mean. I remember in the World Cup coverage when he was just sitting oh. back and everyone was obviously having a good laugh and he would just be, you could tell sometimes that he was holding it back so much not to crack. Because yeah. God forbid oh, he'd let he's his persona. It on. Yeah, he's putting it on. Don't be under no illusions. There's no way he was. There's no way he was like that uh, behind the scenes as a player. You know, it's just. Uh, it just. It's such a fucking annoying little facade he seems to put on. It does my nine. I wouldn't say it to his face. No. Fuck it out. He does seem like he'd he'd use one of his three punches on you. For sure. He'd try to get yeah. a cheeky fourth punch in somewhere. He would, Yeah, I was going to say, you wouldn't care if he only had three. <laughs> yeah. Right, so that's it for listener questions this week. We had a, we had a lot, so thank you for that. And uh, make sure you keep sending them in. We're only as good as the questions you send us. Let's say something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. why not? Because that means if we're shit, it's all your fault. Yeah, True. I'm just palming yeah. off responsibility. Yeah, I, like I like it. There. Yeah. Good, good. So, uh, Chuck, why don't you take us through some of next week's Premier League fixtures? Next week's fixtures. It feels weird talking about next week's fixtures, which is actually this week and we're in the middle of games. But anyway, we can power through. Uh, there's a few good ones in there, um, just skimming over. Um, we've got Spurs, Newcastle, Brighton, Watford, Burnley, Southampton, Chelsea, Huddersfield. <laughs> there should be a paddling. That's a paddling. Oh, my God. When Higuain gets a hat trick, how are you going to feel? I'd be very happy to be proven wrong. Please. Please let me be wrong. <laughs> After that, then, we got Crystal Palace and Fulham, Everton Wolves, Cardiff Bournemouth, Leicester Man United, Man City Arsenal, West Ham Liverpool, and also in the same game week on the Wednesday, Everton Man City. For all of you FPL guys who know that it's a double game week, um, one of their games has been moved up due to their progress in the FA Cup, League Cup, League Cup, Champions League. Yeah, and if you are one of our Patreon supporters, I'm going to have to do what is going to be probably quite a longer episode than I usually do about FPL because there is a lot to talk about with that double game week yeah. and everything that's been going on. Potentially a cheeky triple game week for Chelsea later in the season too. Potentially, yeah, that is true. Ooh. That could happen. The, yeah. the very, very rare lesser spotted triple game. Week I'm saving happen. that triple captain for Hazard if that happens. I, I, I think it's, I think it's really unlikely to be honest. But there is a possibility, and it has happened before years and years ago. Yeah. I think uh, Man United had a triple game week. I think, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of fixtures this weekend for the teams in the relegation scrap. I could see that changing. Like by the time next time we record, it could look very different for those bottom six or seven teams. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you could really do with a win against Fulham, couldn't you? Fulham, Southampton. Yeah, two big matches for Palace. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. We we don't know the result of the Crystal Palace uh, Southampton game at the minute because obviously we're recording on Tuesday. But yeah, that uh, depending Ugh. on that result, yeah, you might need a result. You might not hear from me with again. Newcastle and Burnley winning today. Yeah. Uh, well, Burnley didn't win. Mm. Burnley drew. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, Burnley yeah. took a point. Yeah. But even still, Newcastle—that's just a piss take. 
praise be to Huddersfield, though. Little Huddersfield, just thank you for just continuously being shit. Yeah, I think uh, that's one space taken up. You don't need to worry about that one. Yeah, They'll still good. beat Chelsea on the weekend somehow. Oh come on! Oh no! No, I'm so down on this team right now, guys. I know, I know you know because it shows. But <laughs> fuck, man! Oh, we can't all be so miserable. I know. I'm supposed to be the happy one. <laughs> yeah. We just drive each other down. Yeah, your problem is expectations, mate. Me and Ian don't have any. That's so true. It can't. It's not that bad. We snap out of it with the mighty Darren Ferguson back in charge of Peterborough. Here we go, charging up the league. Into the championship, and then we'll fucking collapse. Huzzah! Hooray yeah. for inevitable collapse. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's going to be very interesting. Man City, potentially, if they can make the most out of those two games, can get a bit of uh, points back on Liverpool. Obviously, as we talk now, again, that we're not sure the result of Liverpool-Leicester, but we kind of assume that will give Liverpool a seven-point cushion. That's um, a huge cushion this late in the season. That's oh, massive. Yeah, with, with, it is, yeah. with 14 games to go, that's... Yeah. We're looking at 80-90% title favourites at that point. It's already in the 70s. That's even even a Gerard slip wouldn't mess that up. They, you know, <laughs> they'd have to get like Mignolet back or something. <laughs> <laughs> like to really nail that one in. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're in the middle of gaming now. We've got some good fixtures coming up this weekend. And that about wraps us up for this week. I like that. Once again, we said that this would be a quick episode. and uh, Two hours. <laughs> two hours, 57 minutes later. Um, <laughs> I'll cut this down to a tight 45. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're good, mate. You're a super producer. You're not You're not <laughs> fucking Superman. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, Chuck, 90 of those minutes were just us masturbating furiously. So. 90? How many times did you do it? <laughs> if you have to ask. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, then I should never know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> grim. Um, took a turn. Alan Hardy, he's getting involved. Anyway, <laughs> not now, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Not now. Put it down, Alan. Um, put it away. Press delete. Don't press post. God, so inept. He's never going to sell that squad. Um, thank you very much, guys. Uh, Ian, anything else? Nah. Nah. All right. Oscar. Hello from Norway. Or to Norway. Hello, Norway. <laughs> You're not in no, Norway. I, I used the wrong word. Oh, this Hi, is Norway. why they stopped listening. Hi, Norway. We're saying goodbye. Fuck's sake. Goodbye, Norway. Bye, Norway. <laughs> Bye, Norway. Take care. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Bye.